0: Dowd Higgins. Thanks for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. You spend a significant portion of your life at work, so my goal is to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I am delighted to welcome my very special guest to the show today, Danny Gregory. Danny, welcome.
1: Glad to be here.
0: I'm thrilled to be here. I've got your book in my hand, and I want to tell our audience all about you. Danny Gregory has spent three decades at one of New York's leading advertising creative directors and has created award-winning global campaigns for clients like Chase, J.P. Morgan, American Express, IBM, Burger King, Ford, Chevron, and many others. He's written many internationally best-selling books on art and creativity. And he's also the co-founder of Sketchbook School, an online creativity school that has inspired tens of thousands of students around the world. And he's a frequent speaker on creativity at schools and corporations. And his brand new book is Shut Your Monkey. Love that title, Danny. How to Control Your Inner Critic and Get More Done. So, let's dive right in. How did you come up with the idea of Shut Your Monkey as a book?
1: Well, I mean, I think the monkey is an issue that I have dealt with my whole career. It's also an issue that the people who I've supervised, I've seen struggle with it as well. Um, I think that built into all of us is a little creature, and that little creature is not quite us it's a sort of a separate entity that lived inside of us and that creature is there to to ride the brakes mm-hmm. to make sure that we don't do things that are too new, too risky and in many cases it can go overboard and it can really stifle us and prevent us from Taking the kinds of risks and new directions with our lives that we need to take, um, because it is so risk averse, and it it can cause all kinds of different problems with with the way that we advance in our career. It can cause problems with individual projects. It's particularly a problem for people who are creative, and I like to think that we're all creative. So hopefully, this uh, this uh, argument is something that um, anybody can understand. Um, But Creativity is essentially about creating new stuff. It's about having new ideas, new directions, solving problems in new ways, combining old things into new combinations and so forth. And that involves risk and change. So when that happens, this little voice pops up. And the voice tells you, you can't do this. Don't go there. Um, You'll fail at this. This is too risky and so forth. And, And dealing with it, managing it, is something that I've worked on for many years, and the people who I've encountered do too.
0: You know, I, I love the title of the book. It just resonates with so many of us, and, and I have called it for many years, the monkey chatter in my brain. I've also heard people refer to it as the obnoxious roommate in your head, right? That self-doubt, someone who's telling you you can't do this. But you've had 30 extraordinary years of working with creative people, and you've seen the damage that the monkey, right, the proverbial monkey, causes and what its origins are and ways that we can combat that voice. So what I love about the book, and I and I have to say, too, I realize that we're just on audio today, but the book is stunningly beautiful, and I can't wait for people to get their hands on it because it's just a visual – it's delicious. It's just visually um, delectable. So what I I want you to talk about is how the book is so full of specific examples and solutions because this really is a resource. And walk us through those. How did you come up with solutions?
1: Well, Sometimes when I talk to people about this book, they say, all right, give it to me in a minute or two. You know, <laughs> what's the top line? Yeah. How do I solve this? Yeah, And I say, you know, I don't know that there is a solution. Yeah. I've been working yeah. on this for a long time. There's, there's so many facets to this that I felt like I needed to provide people with a lot of different ways of thinking about this and a lot of different directions to go. And I think it's an ongoing problem. You know, I called it shut your monkey as opposed to kill your monkey or <laughs> right. crush your monkey. Right, right. The monkey's always going to be in there. Yeah. But you have to develop a way of managing it and learning about it. So, so I had to go through my own experiences, the experiences of other people. I talked to a lot of creative people. I talked to psychiatrists. I did a lot of research. And I, and I came up with different angles different approaches part of i think a crucial first step in this is just understanding that it's a thing you know that that this is a phenomenon that exists not just in you that exists in fact in every single person on earth the only people i think who don't have a monkey are uh, sociopaths and psychopaths mm. you know who don't have yeah. a voice inside them that says hold on
0: well, so- I appreciate that you you handled this with such compassion and humor, and I I would love to ask have, give us an example of when you've experienced that rowdy inner monkey, and how you've dealt with it because you're sure. tremendously successful, and it's always good to hear the reality check with people like you.
1: You know, I've had lots of opportunities to do things, and I had- the monkey has stepped in and tried to dissuade me from doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably the most recent one was was to leave my career in advertising. I'd spent thirty years doing it. I'd worked my way up to being an executive creative director or chief creative officer, and I realized that i did, I needed to move on and I needed to do explore other things. I wasn't sure what those things were going to be, but I knew that. I had, I had kind of tapped out with my experience in advertising. I had done it over and over again. The monkey went berserk at this thought. <laughs> you know, the monkey said, what are you talking about? How, if, you, if you leave your job, first of all, you'll never get another job in advertising again because you'll have left the industry. Um, Secondly, you'll never have a steady uh, paycheck again. You've had one since you graduated from college. Thirdly, you're not really a business person. You don't know how to manage, you know, your finances or how to make, you know, the kinds of connections necessary to be successful. Um, you know, these are terrible times that we live in. I mean, on and on and right, on. right. And so, so a thousand different reasons for why I shouldn't do this. And I have to say. I didn't listen, and, and I haven't had a moment of regret either. Um, I found that it was possible to, to step off the cliff in a way and to say, you know what, I'm just going to open myself to opportunity, and I'm going to see what happens. And, you know, everything has worked out fine, but, but I think there have been – what I've kind of learned, and I'm putting into practice a lot probably over the last decade, is really shoving it back in the monkey's face and Mm. saying, you know what, we're going to take a challenge that you're going to feel really uncomfortable with, but I trust myself. I trust my instinct, and I know I can do it. Another example was I was in the gym, and I heard two people talking about clown school. And I thought, what is that? I've never even heard of that before. So I went and left the gym, went home, Googled it, clown school. Yes, it exists. It's a thing. I decided I'm signing up for it today. The next class didn't start for two months, but I said, I'm not going to wait. I'm signing up for it today. For the next two months, every day I fought with a monkey. Mm. The monkey said, why do you want to be a clown? Why do you want to have anything to do with that? It's going to be humiliating. You know, you're too old for that. You're too, you know, etc., etc." So then when the day began, when the, the, the it was basically a four day um, course that I was taking, it was absolutely terrifying. You know, it, it you had to make a fool of yourself in front of other people. You had to do, I had to sing songs. I had to do dances. I had to stand and stare in the eyes of total strangers for five or ten minutes at a time. I had to make stuff up on the spot. All these things that were really, really scary. But there was something about this trial by fire, going deep into it and, and scaring the heck out of the monkey that actually shut it down. And I realized I'm empowered by just taking a risk.
0: And that was a great moment of self-actualization for you to combat those fears and, and move forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's sort of like a version therapy, you know, where you go and, and just expose yourself to huge amounts of, of risk yeah, in order to avoid it. But, but I think it's, a, I think it's a so important, particularly as a creative person. To take risks whenever you can, creative risks to expose yourself to new and different people in different environments. You know, not to be reckless, right? But, because I think but, there's
0: a difference. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think, and I think what what it comes down to is the decisions that you make in your life and about your career are, are easier to accomplish if you have a larger sense of mission, a larger sense, a goal. You know, what, what are you moving towards? What are the issues that you want to overcome? It's not just like let me randomly do crazy things um, and go skydiving or whatever. But it's more really, you know, ha- what do I need to do? And for me personally, I felt like I had been in one career, I had been doing one kind of thing. Yes, I had moved up the food chain. Yes, I had worked on different kinds of accounts, but I really felt like there's, I only have one life and I wanna make sure that I'm expanding to all the different corners of it. And I'm seeing what am I actually good at? Because there are a lot of things I thought to myself, well, I can't sing, you know, I'm not a performer, um, you know, I'm not whatever, I'm not an improviser, all these kinds of things. And, and by forcing that, pushing against it, I was able to discover the truth about these things about me and, and often to find out that I was wrong.
0: Which is incredibly liberating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you write beautifully in the book about productivity before judgment is one key to shutting down the monkey, and you call this being a honeybee. Tell me more, Danny, about that.
1: Well, I found that 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 a lot people say to me, "How do you overcome writer's block?" Mm. And my answer is, I don't know. I write. Yeah. I sit down. I just start writing any kind of junk. It doesn't matter. Just write a sentence. I'm going to write, the first sentence I'm going to write is, I can't write anything. You know, and then I'm just going to go from there and I'm going to write and I'm going to make things and I'm not going to judge them. I'm going to say to myself, you know what, right now is productivity time. I'm going to make stuff and I'm going to continue making it and I'm going to do it for half an hour. I'm going to do it for half a day. I'm going to do it for half a month. I'm going to do it for whatever. I'm just going to focus on just piling up paper. And filling it with ideas, I love the honeybee as an analogy because I feel like bees are these incredibly busy creatures, right they have they, they get up in the morning, they fly out of the hive, they go and they, and they visit all the different flowers, they gather up the pollen, and they come back to the hive, and they dump their pollen and then they start another day. They don't wonder, am I flying correctly right. Um, you know, is uh, is this the right kind of pollen? Is, does she have more pollen than I have? Um, you know, am I really meant to be a bee? Maybe I should be a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. They don't have all that. They just focus, they put their head down, and they do it. And busy as a bee is, to me, a great thing. Now, it isn't to say that quality doesn't come in as a factor. At some point, it does. But it doesn't come in during this phase. This phase is about... Just generating ideas, yeah. and and you can continue to say to the monkey who's going to say, "Well, hey, hold on a second. I want to look at that what you're writing right now. I want to see if it's if it's any good." And you say, "You know, thanks. I really I appreciate your help, but right now I've got to just keep typing, and, yeah. um, and and we'll worry about that other stuff later."
0: Yeah, which is which is again very liberating. I, I heard something very sweet and, and simple and charming the other day, and the reference was eat your own bowl of ice cream. You know, you've got this delicious bowl of ice cream, and if you just enjoy it and and savor every bite, don't look at your neighbor's ice cream that might be bigger <laughs> or a different flavor, right? Or. <laughs> So exactly. stay in your own bowl right, exactly. <laughs> and, and really enjoy that. You know, Danny, I, I love um, coaching and working and talking with creatives. I myself am also a creative person who had a, a major career reinvention. And I know the value that creative thinkers bring to uh, business scenarios. And that is not what we are often thought of for. But I, I mention this because you believe that now more than ever, the world needs creative solutions to make many problems, and this is a time where innovation and disruption and creativity are really buzzwords. How do you think that can impact solutions, and how do we shut the monkey to get to those solutions using creativity?
1: Well, as I was saying earlier, I think having um, a goal in your life is is key, and I think if you can have a goal that transcends your yourself, if you can say, you know what, everything that I'm doing is helping others, or is in service of others, or is at least used by others. Say I'm a graphic designer and I'm you know designing a brochure for my client who's a bank. Well, that brochure may seem trivial in the scheme of things and, you, and the monkey can certainly tell you that it's you know a hack project. But if you say, you know what, this is going to help somebody get a mortgage for their house. And if I can make this clear and I can make it useful, then that's going to help them. And if the monkey gets in my way of doing that, that person is going to suffer. So it isn't just me that's being impacted by the monkey. It's the outside world. And I feel like we are all more and more connected than we've ever been before, thanks to technology. And I think that we have to think and realize, that everything that we're making is affecting other lives. Yeah. And one of the worst things that the monkey does is it kills ideas before they're born. Yeah. And, and so there could be a million things, you know, that, that novel you always plan to write you know that product you always plan to invent you know the the connection you always plan to to make that could lead to a business um the thing that you plan to do on the side but you know there's a thousand reasons to not do it well every time you do that you're robbing the world of this opportunity you're robbing the world of of your contribution and that's a really a terrible thing so be you know don't if if you if you can't convince yourself that you deserve to stop the monkey for your own sake think about how you can help the rest of the world by stopping that monkey um and 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 kind of actualizing your potential and making the things that can really make a difference to the world you know if if you're not good enough think about others
0: Nicely put. Nicely put. I do appreciate, too, your passion and commitment to dreaming. You know, I think dreaming energizes us. And so often I find people that are stuck in their careers are are burned out or stalled and they haven't given themselves permission to dream or the monkey is shutting down the dream. So how wonderful to know that uh, the dream scenario is is so healthy and energizing and reinvigorating.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think having ideas is free. Yeah. You know, you, do, you can start to convince yourself that, well, if I tried to do this, I don't know if I could get the funding, and then if I did get the funding, you know, then I'd be beholden to my shareholders. I mean, on and on and on. You can you can crush any idea by allowing the monkey to take you to the nth degree. There's one section of the book where I say, what if you sat down with a monkey and just let him spin out his logic, you know? And yeah. so there's a section which basically begins with your having an idea, and then th- and considering maybe taking it to your boss. And the ultimate dialogue back and forth with the monkey leads to the monkey basically telling you that you are going to die homeless in the street because of this idea. You know, the monkey can make things worse and worse and worse and build on it. But actually, it's entirely fictional. And it's up to you to decide whether or not you're going to make it into a real thing.
0: Danny, you have an extraordinarily popular blog. Tell us about your blog and how we can find it online.
1: My blog is um, at DannyGregory'sblog.com, clever URL. Um, It's a blog I started um, a dozen years ago, actually, and, you know, it was partly, the honeybee was part of the reason for doing it, which is to say, I'm going to try and write a lot of stuff and make a bunch of stuff, and sometimes it'll be good and sometimes it won't. Um, And it's about all kinds of issues that creative people face. I.e., it's about creative issues that I face personally. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, so, so it's been a great um, place to, to kind of work out ideas. I've written several books based on things that started as a blog post, including Shut Your Monkey. And, you know, it's a great way to get feedback and to kind of put your feet to the fire and say – on a regular basis and, and there are times when I'm able to write 5 to 7 days a week there are times that I'm not and I've stopped beating myself up about that but it's really to me it's such a great liberating thing to have a blog or a podcast yeah. you know which is something where where you you make the rules and you can go in lots of different directions and just and and also have an audience that kind of applies pressure to you and say, yes. keep making stuff, keep yes. keep showing up and, and giving me your ideas and your, and your efforts.
0: I agree 100%. And what I so appreciate is that you've created this community and a community that looks to you for wisdom and inspiration. And I, I thank you for that. Speaking of community, let's talk about sketchbookschool.com.
1: So it's sketchbook school with a K, school with a K, um, which some people object to. But we want to say, you know, this is not a regular kind of school. It's a school that's more creative and a bit looser and more fun. And our, our motto is art for all. Mm. And the idea behind sketchbook school is really if you want to come and have a creative experience on a regular basis, this is the place to come. We um, have lots of different teachers because what we do is every week we have a different teacher. But what's, I think, unusual about what we do is, is we try to make it all very beautiful. We hire documentary film crews and we basically make films about artists in which they give people assignments and also talk about their lives, their art, their uh, tools, and so forth. So it's really like hanging out with an artist every week. And then you're part of a a community. We now have um, almost 20,000 people have taken classes with us, which means that there's a huge international community of people who are not only taking the same class you're taking, but are also um, uploading their work and commenting on yours. And this is a great way to fight the monkey, really, because you get an assignment, you feel like, okay, I I should try this. I'm afraid of being judged, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And you put it up there and you find a warm, receptive, encouraging, supportive community that says, we love what you're doing. Most of the people who come to us say, I've never drawn before. But other people say, I went to art school 20 years ago and I never followed my creative muse afterwards. Or they say, I'm a creative professional, but all I ever do is work for clients, and I want to make stuff for myself. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways of, of, of encountering this and, and, and joining this community. But I think what the reason that I care about it so much is because it's an opportunity for me to put a lot of these things into practice, which is to say, let's make stuff. Let's not be horribly judgmental about it. Let's experiment and go in all different kinds of directions. Let's get exposure to lots of different people's ideas. And, you know, that's the source of creativity. And you may not end up being a, a painter. You know, it might inspire you to, I don't know, design, make a new recipe or write a symphony or do a dance in the street. I'm not sure what. But but it's really getting back in touch with those rules for creativity, and the first rule is, the kind of, there are no rules, and the second one, if there is one, is, uh, you know, to, to feel free, and that's what we try to encourage.
0: Excellent. Danny Gregory, you are a prolific author of many books, but your newest book, Shut Your Monkey, How to Control Your Inner Critic and Get More Done. Tell us how we can buy the book.
1: Well, you can go to my website, dannygregory.com, and there's certainly a link to Amazon. It's it's available. Everywhere now, it's it's um, there's an ebook version of it, and we're also working on doing an audio book version too. Um, it's it's you know it's a, it's a comfortable size, so you can carry it around with you or have multiple copies in different places. It's really a book that's meant to be. Um, you know, sit down, read it from cover to cover, but then dip into it. Read a little bit of it when you need. When the monkey is really badgering yep. you, yep. have a have a copy handy so you can dip back into it and get some small support.
0: I agree. I've got it dog-eared, and I've got post-it notes and highlights. And as I said, it's just beautifully designed. So I would strongly encourage. I'm an ebook reader, but I I love hard copies as well. So Danny Gregory, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your expertise and your energy. Really enjoyed having you on the show.
1: Thanks, Caroline. It's really great to talk to you, and you always have great questions, so this is a pleasure.
0: Well, I thank you, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is really to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. I believe that career and life satisfaction is possible, so it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. And I'm really excited because the show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a comment because I always appreciate hearing from you. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.